0: Welcome to DemocracyOnTheMove.org, a podcast tribute to the people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it toward its true democratic principles. This episode was recorded on Sunday, July 25, 2021. I'm Dan Schaefer. Thank you for tuning in. A few days ago, I came across a tweet from Congressman Jason Smith, a Republican that represents Missouri's 8th congressional district, which covers most of the southern part of the state. Now, I don't live in his district, but I do tune into his Twitter feed and I read many of his publications. This particular tweet caught my attention because it was a lie. Not that politicians never lie, but, well, this one was a whopper. He said, and I quote, When will the media take Joe Biden to task for fueling skepticism on the world-class vaccine brought to us by President Trump? Now, no doubt the Trump administration played a critical role in making the vaccine available to all Americans. I won't deny that. But the part about Joe Biden fueling skepticism is one of the grandest lies being told today. Now, try to understand what's happening here. Fascists use lies to promote fascism. As Jason Stanley writes in the book How Fascism Works, in politics, and most vividly in fascist politics, Language is not used simply or even chiefly to convey information, but to elicit emotion. Now, From a fascist perspective, the problem with truth is that it doesn't provide much emotion. It therefore cannot be used to mobilize the common man toward fascist ideals. This is why propaganda plays such an important role. Strictly speaking, propaganda doesn't necessarily mean outright lying— Its main purpose is to persuade through manipulations of the language and the presentation of cherry picked facts that are designed to produce an emotional response. Fascism, however, doesn't hesitate to inject lies into its propaganda, because at its core, well, fascism is lazy. It doesn't bother to window dress its lies with an air of plausibility. It doesn't bother with cherry picking real facts to support its lies. That's too much trouble. Instead, it simply manufactures its own facts to support its own lies. Now, why is this? Well, basically because it works. It also knows that lies travel faster and further than the truth. Once a lie is allowed to escape and run freely, it will take on a life of its own and it will never look back. It knows that truth will never catch up with it. So who cares if the lies are fact-checked? It easily outruns the truth. So there's no need to use real facts or employ any resemblance to the truth. This is why Congressman Jason Smith's lie is so profound. It completely ignores the truth about the Republican narrative that, until recently, said that COVID mitigation strategies were un-American. A narrative that said mask freedom was equivalent to American freedom. A narrative that heaped skepticism on scientists and epidemiologists that warned of dire consequences. Even as people died by the hundreds of thousands, most Republicans continued to heap doubt on the severity of the disease. And then, irony of ironies, when the vaccine was made available, due in part to the Trump administration's own actions, doubts about its safety and efficacy were amplified by the extremist Republicans and their media sympathizers. I mean, to this day, people refuse to get the vaccine because, well, they heard that it interferes with a person's DNA. They heard that microchips are being injected into their blood. They heard that the government will kick down doors and jab needles into people's arms while confiscating their guns. They hear these things on fascist media outlets like Fox News or OAN or Newsmax. For example, Tucker Carlson on Fox News continues to heap doubt on the vaccine. They shouldn't get the shot, he said on his program recently. It's not good for them. There's a risk involved, much higher than of COVID. By the way, Carlson refuses to say whether he has been vaccinated. And now that the damage has been done, now that over 600,000 Americans have died, now that many who have recovered will continue to suffer through chronic respiratory, heart, kidney, liver, and neurological damage, fascist elements within the Republican Party are trying to shapeshift reality by telling, telling lies about the lies that they originally told. They shift all those original lies onto the opposition party and demonize them as destroyers of our health. Congressman Jason Smith's lie is just the tip of the iceberg. We're beginning to see more of the iceberg as it floats into view. More and more Republicans are joining in on this lie. Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise, for example, recently posed for a photo of himself getting a shot of COVID vaccine and saying, Get the vaccine. I have high confidence in it. Well, why this sudden Republican retreat from pushing false stories about the vaccine and trying to discredit the science behind it? Well, because now, as people truly suffer, as rural America is suddenly waking up to the fact that they're dying and that their hospitals have been closed due to previous lies about a Marxist takeover of the healthcare system, as the truth starts to come out, the truth about the depth of the horror of COVID, now suddenly Republicans realize they're increasingly on the wrong side of this issue. And so what do they do? Their fascist masters have a simple answer. Lie. And keep lying. Use all the channels to lie. Run the lies through convenient tools like Congressman Jason Smith, a person who is willing to trade on his name in order to perpetuate and accelerate the fascist takeover of America. And, And if you don't believe me, just tune into the news. We're all starting to see the narrative shift rapidly. More and more prominent Republicans like Scalise and Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. As a matter of fact, DeSantis is well known for mocking efforts to mitigate COVID, going as far as promoting Republican Party merchandise like beer coolers that say, quote, how the hell am I going to be able to drink a beer with a mask on? Or, quote, don't Fauci my Florida. Now DeSantis, in a sudden about face this past week, said, quote, These vaccines are saving lives. They're reducing mortality. As noted in a recent article in the Financial Times, strategists say the Republican Party fears being blamed for a surge of infections in red states. More bluntly, Susan B. Glasser wrote in a recent article in the New Yorker magazine, Red America is facing a deadly fourth wave of the pandemic, and Republican politicians, or at least some, appear to have decided that they don't want to take the blame for killing off their own voters. Reality is indeed catching up to the controlling fascist elements within the Republican Party, but not without a tremendous loss of life. And what really hurts is that rather than admitting they took the wrong approach, the fascists within the Republican Party are putting the blame on their political opponents, essentially turning the tables. Because in doing so, they can execute on a well-known fascist strategy of vilifying the opponent and framing themselves as the heroes, even if they have to lie about it. Now, you might conclude that I'm a Democrat, but that would be incorrect. I am neither a Democrat nor a Republican. For the record, I am a member of the Alliance Party, and I also produce their weekly podcast at www.theallianceparty.com. Strictly speaking, I don't have an axe to grind with either the Republicans or the Democrats. I consider myself a realist, and therefore, I accept that political parties do play an important role in our politics but I do reserve a lot of ink for those within either party that would take them in the direction of corporatism, oligarchy, or ultimately fascism. Currently, I don't accuse the Democrats of fascism, but I do spend a lot of my time accusing them, as well as the Republicans, of creating a duopolistic political structure that doesn't serve democracy, but does serve a well-entrenched and powerful corporatocracy. In other words, they're both corporate-owned. Recently, the corporatocracy within the Republican Party has taken a dangerous and terrifying turn toward fascism. As such, they've completely abandoned their obligation to tell the truth, trading it in for a shameless and arrogant fascism. They've even rejected the concept of a duopoly. Rather, they push for a one-party solution. This, I believe, puts the entire nation at enormous risk of losing any resemblance to democracy, which puts each of us at great personal risk. United we stand, divided we fall, and when we fall, we're all going to get hurt. Regarding the lies that fascist politicians tell, I really wish that honest politicians, as well as the media, would understand, and I mean truly understand, that lies cannot be allowed to escape and run freely. Lies travel at the speed of light, and truth travels at the speed of sound. The media in particular must call a lie a lie in real time. They must proclaim it boldly and directly to the politician telling the lie. They should not accept any subsequent explanation. Rather, they just need to call it a lie and leave it at that, and call it loudly. This is the only way I can conceive that we'll be able to put the lie back into its box before it escapes. Even if the politician telling the lie shouts the lie again, the media should shout it back that it is, in fact, a lie. Overall, the American people still value the truth. But if the truth doesn't come out until later in the evening when opinionists like Don Lemon on CNN points out the lie, well, you know, by that time it's just too late. Hours have passed and the people watching Don Lemon are not the people who are exposed to the lie. On a somewhat related note, I'd like to close by discussing recent developments in the struggle against the COVID virus. And I'm going to say the quiet part out loud. This recent Delta variant has been called a pandemic of the unvaccinated because it finds easy targets among those who up to this point have either refused to get vaccinated or were too complacent or perhaps in some cases were unable to get vaccinated due to age restrictions or underlying medical conditions. Now, in the cases of people who, ref- who refuse to get vaccinated, it's more than a little frustrating for me to have to mask up once again. I feel like I'm being asked to mask up in order to protect those individuals who refuse to protect themselves. Now, I personally got vaccinated as soon as I was able, and since then, I've enjoyed a significant sense of freedom. My wife and I can now go to the gym and do our cardio workouts without having to gasp for air through a thick mask. Though we still maintain social distance with strangers, we've been able to visit with friends and family, all of whom were vaccinated, without having to worry about spreading COVID. Now, I realize I can still get COVID. I can get it in an asymptomatic way. That is, I can get it without realizing that I have it. I can therefore spread it unintentionally. So that being said, I'm still careful around strangers, and I still mask up when the situation calls for it. For example, when near children who are, not yet, who are not yet eligible to get vaccinated, I'll either mask up or I'll keep my distance. Now, I live near St. Louis, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis County, and I often go to the shops and to the gym in St. Louis County. Starting this Monday, St. Louis County will restart the mask mandate. My wife and I will therefore need to mask up again when going to the gym. Now, we will do it, of course. We will suffer through the cardio exercises, feeling like we're inhaling the thin air on top of Pikes Peak. We do it because that's the recommendation of the people we trust are trying to mitigate the Delta variant. Here's the quiet part I'm going to say out loud. Why the hell should we have to mask up again just to save the folks who made fun of us and flaunted COVID mitigation strategies, including masking up, in the first place? Of course, the answer is that it is our civic duty to help protect our fellow citizens, even when they won't protect themselves. We will do it because we are the adults in the room. We will do it because other people didn't want to save themselves, and therefore perpetuated the spread of the Delta variant. We will do it for the types of people that we recently saw at the airport, people who refused to wear masks except when they went through the security area. So they put their masks on at that time, otherwise they wouldn't be allowed through, but then took their masks off again after getting to the terminal. To them, it was one big children's game. To me, it's not just frustrating But it's alarming to see how people can be talked into behavior that's both dangerous and disrespectful, all to further the interest of a political system that's slowly going off the rails of democracy. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Democracy on the Move, a tribute to all those people and organizations who dare to reimagine our nation and drive it back to its true democratic principles. You know, we're always looking for sponsors to help with this podcast. If you have any story ideas or you'd like to get your voice on the air, or if you'd like to donate, please contact us at info at All one word, Democracy on the Move. I'm Dan Schaefer and thank you for tuning in. Please have a safe week ahead. We hope to see you again next week.